This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, September the 14th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, uh, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for tonight is that Vladimir Guerrero Jr., son of Vladimir Guerrero Sr., uh, is going to win the Triple Crown this year, <clears throat> the American League Triple Crown, and is going to lose the MVP race to Shohei Otani. Uh, and I, like, you can fact check me all you want on this podcast, but it's pre-recorded, so you can't tell me. I'm going to say that's going to be the first time that's ever happened. Right. I'm going to research that and find out if that's true. Not right well, now, though. But right. <laughs> wait until we're done recording. <laughs> I think that okay. So here's, can I chime in on this? Because I think sure, yeah. I, I don't think that. Well, a, I'm not 100 that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to win the Triple Crown. That's a really difficult thing to do, and there's a lot of variables at play. He has a chance. And how, where is he in average? How close is he to the top of average? He's pretty pretty good on average. I think actually OBIs. Because he's leading the league in homers, and he's like second he just, in RBI. Yeah, he just pulled ahead of Otani in um, homers. Yep. Did he have 45 now? I think he was up 44, 42 last I checked. Now I do have to check. I thought they both had 43, and I thought they both – well, I thought they both okay. had – Okay, I am looking at the stats. Sorry, guys. I'm looking at the stats. In average, Guerrero, 318. Second place, Yuli Guriel, 316. Oh, Vladdy's in first in average. Yep. And then um, homers. In homos, uh, there it is. He is at 45. Otani is at 44 in homos. Salvi Perez is third at 42. And then in ribbies, that's his hard one. My boy Jose Abreu is at first at 107. Salvi Perez is at 105. Rafi Devos is at 103, and Vladi Guerrero is also at 103. So he's, he's, in a, five, he's five off the leader in that. He's four behind the leader. Five would give him the lead. So that's yeah. his toughest one, I guess. But he's, he's right. well, leading so, in average and home runs right now. So I'm glad to get all that straight. But I think what the point that the point I was going to make was that whether he does or not the fact that he's not the hands down wait no wait no the other (laughs) i was coming at this from the other i was coming at this from the other direction was that shohei otani who is doing things unparalleled like you know best pitcher best possible maybe not best hitter but one of the best hitters 
and one of the best pitchers. Right. Like that kind of skill set is hasn't been done in a century of baseball, Babe Ruth, you know what I mean? And to even be, that's the, the only, that's the only comparison. So that's like a, that's a, the fact that Vladdy Guerrero is about like on the verge of winning the triple crown and is in the conversation, I think is kind of, I think that's the surprising part. I think the fact that, I think that he's even, that he's even making it interesting is making it like, oh shit, this might actually be a race. Otani by all, by ostensibly should run away. He should not, it shouldn't even be a question. It's going to be unanimous. It's not a conversation. Okay, well, so that so you're saying that it's just it that's my that's that's my take. It's not a conversation. Otani's going to win unanimously. Maybe there'll be some prick who votes against him. Just you know, a Joel character right. who just votes votes against just to be the dissenter. You know, right? But here's here's the surprise, right? Now I really want Vlad Guerrero to win the triple crown. But just here's so. here's the surprise. The last player to win the Triple Crown was Miggy Cabrera in 2012, right? Right. He was unanimous MVP in 2012. Right. Okay, so what we're talking about is somebody possibly winning the Triple Crown for the first time in nine years. The last guy to win the Triple Crown was unanimous AL MVP. And we're like, yeah, no, this guy is someone else will be unanimous MVP over this guy who's going to win the triple crown. What we're saying is that right. he will be the unanimous MVP second place. loser. Yes. And so what that, what that really means, Sam, is that Guerrero is going to have the greatest non-MVP season anyone has ever had. Oh, yeah. I agree. That's what that. it means. I like Joel's hot take. Right. Okay. That's not his hot take, though. That's not my hot take. I'm that's just me kind of your rebuttal. My re- not clarification. So Miguel Cabrera won it in 2012. The last time it was won before then was 1967. Jesus. Who was it? I, yeah, who is that? Yastremsky. Carl Yastremsky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at me pulling that one out. That hey. was a good one, yeah. <laughs> and that's a Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big, Ted series, Williams, big series going on Ted right now. Williams won it twice, and so did Rogers Hornsby. Can you see with Yastrzemski so, a unanimous MVP in 1966? Uh, 67. 67. Um, I don't know. I'll so look here, you look that up. The other thing I wanted to say about this is, okay, the Triple Crown hits RBI, no, average OBI's home runs, right? Right. Now, if we're talking to a bunch of sabermetrics nodes, two of those stats, average and OBIs, mean diddly squat. Sure. But my rebuttal to the sabermetrics nodes on that is if you happen to have a really good average and if you happen to have a lot of OBIs, odds are your advanced stats are going to be really good too. And then add home runs on top of that. I think they would say that would be their rebuttal was that the first thing, if you were going to cherry pick two of those and, and be able to surmise a result, it would be home runs and average. Yeah. I would say. But, well, well, 
I did that because I figured everybody assumes that home runs are good. Like sabermetrics nodes say, yeah, hitting lots of home runs is always good. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? I don't know. I was actually trying to help them out on that one. I mean, sabermetric nerds are great aside. Well, whatever. I don't uh, I think that <laughs> I think that I think statistics maintaining, I think like the triple crown has always been about average RBIs and home runs. You know what I mean? Like that's just like I don't give a shit if the statistic is an imperfect statistic. All it is is a consistent barometer of performance. Right. I agree so with that. I've come to I've come to the point with like ERA and an average and things where it's like, yeah, sure. It doesn't tell a whole story, but it's a consistent indicator of a certain action. And when measured against other ballplayers throughout the years, it's been consistently measured the same. So therefore it's a, it's an effective barometer of ability. I think you are absolutely right. And I think if a guy on the season is hitting 320 with 105 RBIs, you know, he's good. He's having a good season. He's had that's a good ball. season. Yeah. And if you're not getting a lot of RBIs are consequential, you know, I mean, like run scoring is the point of baseball. So if you're having a direct effect, I mean, if you're having a direct effect on a run scoring, it's like an assist in soccer to me, yeah. you know. What I mean? And I will totally admit, yeah, I will totally admit you can't get an RBI unless the guy in front of you is getting on base, which is what they say, right? Yeah. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter how good you are. Marcus Simeon's got to get on base. Bo Bichette's got to get on base. If you've already and under that, and, and under you know, well, I don't know. Boston has scores a lot of, or I mean, Toronto scores a lot of runs. So I'm sort of surprised that he's not higher up on that RBI. I think Marcus Simeon is like six though. They've got like a full of the top ten. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Teoscar Hernandez probably on it, there. Yeah, yeah, so. it, it's it's ridiculous. I like what you're saying of comparing it to an assist. I quite thought of it that way i wonder if you could yeah i wonder if you could even make up really like getting the i don't know like getting on base is the assist or something like that no i guess because you score the run so if you're the one scoring the run the guy batting you in is getting the assist am i by yeah by saying an rbi is akin to an assist you're essentially saying that a run scored is like a goal scored which is yeah it's interesting. People probably would argue it's not the same. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'm but, thinking basketball, like John Stockton doesn't get all those. Assists. Oh, or like the, the points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Still, Carl I think Malone that doesn't score all those points without John. I really hate John Stockton and Cole Malone, though. So I don't know if yeah, I Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. Uh, this whole analogy has gone to shit. Yeah. Anyways. Second, what? The right, point is, is that Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if he wins the Triple Crown this year, which I think he will, he's not going to win the MVP. He'll be the first person ever. Here's the follow-up, though, Sam. Does that mean that it's possible Shohei Otani could do what Barry Bonds did in the early 2000s of win six MVPs in a row just because nobody is hitting 40 home runs and has a 205 ERA every season? Yeah, will he do it every? Will it happen every season? I mean, it's possible. Right? I think that. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be able to have another season like this. We don't know, right? I mean, he no. has. Yeah, he hasn't had one yet, and he's been with the Angels for three seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's all about injuries. Okay, 
in 19, never mind, this is, I'm not even. No, no, tell it, now we're moving on. Tell you, tell you whatever you just looked up on your 1947, list. Ted Williams won the Triple Crown, did not win the MVP. Okay. Uh, who, who, did? So, who did? Who did? Joe Maggio. Huh. That's pretty hard to argue with. Wait, what year? 47. 47. Oh, so that wasn't the 56. But, look at, listen to these stats. He had. Who did no, Ted Williams had the better year. I think that he won the he won the MVP the year before Ted Williams and the Triple Crown the year before also. And so the writers <laughs> so were maybe sick just, of giving it to Ted Williams. They're it like, uh, Joe DiMaggio is pretty good, so we'll just give it to Joe DiMaggio. I guarantee that's where the most valuable. Yeah, he's most valuable. Oh, no. to his that's team. not. I'm sorry, that's not right. Anyway, okay. he had a much better year than he had a much better year than Joe DiMaggio that year. I wonder. I'd like to know how that went down. Hmm. Yeah. What year uh, was it? Nineteen forty-six. Nineteen. Yeah, forty-six. It was the year maybe Joe DiMaggio had just come back from World War Two. Right, Joe DiMaggio well, he won the Triple Park Crown. Times. Oh yeah, Ted Williams went to World War Two too. Yeah, so you don't get the you don't get the MVP for and he, he didn't win the World Series the other year he won the Triple Crown he didn't win the World Series the MVP either that's crazy well there's a precedent then yeah it's because his OPS plus sucked and all those sports writers in 1946 <laughs> Uzi was terrible too yeah <laughs> his OPS. His OPS was 1.147 in 1940. Yeah, but DiMaggio's WOBA was 632. <laughs> uh, that's we'll weird. We'll move it on. That we should save that though. DiMaggio v. Williams. Uh, that's Ted Williams was better, way better. Yeah, but Joe DiMaggio dated Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Wow, Ted Williams was way better. You're right. That's crazy. <laughs> Ted, Ted Williams, Williams was better than anybody other than <laughs> Babe Ruth. Right. Ted Williams had a career OPS plus of 191. That's pretty good. Career OPS of 1116. All right. Let's stop looking at stats on our phones. Also joining us, returning after a hiatus from last week, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Joel, Sam's going well. I'm coming to you from Seattle, where it seems to be turning to fall. So it's soup season. Uh, my hot take is a sad one. Well, sort of, this hot take is either way. Uh, today we lost a comic giant. Uh, in my mind, Norm Macdonald passed away uh, apparently a long bout with cancer. I think it was fairly private. I didn't know that he died, that he had cancer. One of, one of my favorite comedians of all time, super funny. And my hot take is that he was the best SNL Weekend Update host of all time. Now, I don't have hold a high view of most of the SNL Weekend Update hosts. I don't mind the material, but the hosts, I'm always kind of like, meh. But Norm MacDonald was always fucking with, you could tell he was always fucking with the people that were in charge. And he was always kind of doing whatever he wanted. Uh, rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Rest in peace, Norm McDonald. You want to know who the worst SNL Weekend Update anchor was? There's a long list. Who? Jimmy Fallon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's Even good. a Boston guy, you say that. Wow. <clears throat> Jimmy Fallon's the fucking worst. I hate that guy. Oh, really? That's funny. 
I don't hate him. I just don't think he's funny. No, he's not funny. I feel bad because I was never a Norm McDonald fan. And I'm not like anti-Norm McDonald. But on Twitter today, everyone was R.I.P. Norm McDonald. Like, David did you watch Reddy. any of the bits? Did you? I watch did watch. Like, yes, I did watch his moth joke that he told Conan O'Brien. Yeah. that was that made me laugh out loud. Yes, it did. I mean, but he's and like the way he tells it too. I mean, it wasn't just sort of like it, you know, it's like so simple and just a silly joke. But he tells it in this way that like when he was on like. He was so fucking funny. I don't know. It's funny, though, because in all that stuff, I had to watch something on Twitter, and it was the Bob Saget roast. Uh-huh. And he played it straight on the Bob Saget roast, like, went, like, for, like, these... He played this weird card and tried to, like, carry it through, and it was, like, all these comedians were laughing because it was so awkward and funny, but, like, also totally bombed. Like, nobody was laughing. And the, the audience was, like, that was kind of what was so funny about it was the audience was, like... Ha ha, you know, I mean, like one of the jokes was like, like uh, Bob Saget's got a nice hat. That's the uh, the only thing he's got on his mind or something like that. And like, was, that's a terribly cheesy joke. They were terribly cheesy jokes, but just like the whole thing was kind of a bit in his, he was, he was kind of on, a, he was like playing third, you know, 3D chess or something. Yeah, he was yeah. always kind of doing something weird. And it, I mean, maybe not every, maybe you don't always, it doesn't always work, but it's always kind of like, at least it's interesting. Yeah. He's not just up there telling the jokes, you know, he's like right. doing something else. Or he wasn't. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I could like, I just, it's always a weird sensation. I'm trying to remember the last person, who, you know, the this, names he made, like the names he made up in that joke for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. The Russian name. <laughs> and like his neighbor, <laughs> like, just, like the moth is like, you know, I'm, a spider, <laughs> which is strange because I'm a moth, you know, yeah, above the flame, right. burning flame of eternity. Right. Know? That's a whole like Kafka Dostoevsky bit. Also. No, yeah, he's working all these different things into it. And then just to end with, yeah. Oh, your light was on. That's a pretty funny joke. It's a pretty funny <laughs> Great. So good. I just uh, I want to tack on a, another RIP to Michael K. Williams, who also died this oh, week. Oh, yeah. That. Who played the uh, Omar from The Wire? Yep, and he, yeah, that was another one where I'm like, I did not know Michael K. Like I knew of him, and I've watched. You never watched The Wire. I never got. I I I've started The Wire because I'm a terrible person. I'm that person who started The Wire maybe three or four times on HBO, like right. streaming, and then I get like four episodes in and then I stop because I have no right. commitment. Oh, it doesn't hold you. All right. I'm not, you're wait, the one, not you're the one who I'm votes a... against Shohei Itani. But, yeah. but no, 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 Investing in the wire. You just got to be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Me not investing in the wire is just me being a lazy piece of shit and like getting drunk and passing out on my couch. That's me not investing in the wire. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Like last summer. Yeah. I actually, I actually didn't like Breaking Bad. Yeah, I give it a B. I liked Breaking Bad. I liked The Wire. And I thought I love the wire. The, the I, watched, I watched the whole first season of Breaking Bad and then was like, I'm I'm I've had enough. Yeah. 
No, everybody who's like opinion I slightly respect tells me the wire is really good, and I'm just, I'm just not. Anyway, Michael Michael K. Williams. Then I started like looking at his videos online, and they were really cool and interesting, like about being like typecast as a black actor. And then did he do Lovecraft? On your face. I mean, he had like that. That was the thing. Like he was such an intimidating character in that role i had a hard time seeing him beyond that role and i'm sure that that was difficult for him yeah he talked about that a lot i think but he was pretty engaging in that character he, and I he's mean, like, he had a successful career beyond that it's yes. kind of i mean if you're a really intense looking person you know i mean like aside from like fucking what's his name idris alba he was on the wire too yeah yeah. No, I would, no, I was thinking, I was sure thinking was. Willem Dafoe. Oh, Willem Dafoe is a really interesting looking person, yeah. Like kind of an intense, weird, well, I mean, he's yeah, more, intense, of, weird, maybe weird. more, but I mean, that scar is pretty pronounced. Like he has a pretty pronounced kind of style. And I don't know, there's sort of like a, often you can get stuck into a, put into a lane in, in, in acting. I can imagine that was difficult. Yeah, but especially as like, I'm tough black guy. Yeah, either way, rest in peace. Yep, rest in peace. All right, any other dead people we want to give shout outs to? All of them. All of them. Shout out to the dead. Oh, um, wait, we have, you're just, you haven't. No, no, let me give my hot take and then we'll do shout outs actually. Sorry, I preempted the shout outs. My name is Joel. Uh, I got, I'll do a quick shout out. Uh, my team is the Chicago White Sox. They played Sam's team, the Boston Red Sox, this last weekend. One, Who are playing, and then now, now playing my team tonight. I know, like, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, White Sox won two out of three the Sunday matinee game. The White Sox won in a walk-off home run by uh, backup shortstop Leori Garcia, who is the longest tenured member of the Chicago White Sox. This is his eighth season with the White Sox, and this is his first career walk-off home run in eight seasons with Chicago. Uh, eight eight seasons total. He started his career with Texas and the 20 games in. So Leori, the legend Garcia, way to go, man. That I like uh who was pitching for the Red Sox, I forget. But he struck out Grandal and Jimenez, and everybody was like, oh, we're going to extra innings. And then Leori Garcia comes up and hits that grand uh, walk-off home run. So that was fucking awesome. Baseball's fun. Baseball is fun. Some You never know. Who well, now, so, yeah, now the Sox are here, and we won the first game, and now we're playing again. I benched. I had Nate Uvalde because I was like, well, whatever, at least worst thing that happens, never mind. <laughs> but it's a big series, apparently. I'm still kind of on the – I don't – I you know, and I got to be honest with you, Sam and Joel – but Sam, especially, I don't think either the Red Sox or the Mariners really belong in the playoffs. Oh, well, you missed our podcast last week. I had this whole thing about how the second wild, the whole wild card system is bullshit in this age of tanking teams because nobody who's playing for a wild card spot deserves to win the World Series. So I would say that the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, maybe Toronto. <laughs> yeah. No, Toronto's just playing hot right now. Yeah, you're probably the right. The Yankees won 12 in a row, and everyone was like, oh, look out for the Yankees. And now the Yankees have lost 20 in a row. And it's like, right. oh, the Yankees suck. And, you know, 
Right. Some of us have just been saying that the Yankees sucked the whole time. So. Which we were right about. Also, which, <laughs> the Yankees have which we were right about. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think you're right. Like, the, 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 with this, currently, there are teams that don't belong in the playoff picture battling for the playoff picture. Right. Like the Cardinals. Like oh, the well. Cardinals. Let, let me do some shout outs and then we will get into that because, yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Shout out to everyone who listened to what we t- were just talking about last week's show, A Block. I mean, I'm telling you, we're just talking playoffs until we get to the playoffs. This is baseball. Playoffs. Playoffs. Thanks, everybody. Also, the B Block, we, uh, we talked about lots of stuff. Sam is continuing his showing um, adventures, adventures in pickling. I talked about how much I hate Joe Rogan. Check out that. Oh man, I I love talking about how much I hate Joe. Okay, Rogan. yeah, yeah, we can get to the that if we've got time at the end of this, we gotta talk about that. Um, I hate that guy. Yeah, fuck him, right? Right. Yeah, stupid Joe Rogan. Yeah, stupid Joe Rogan. Uh, number one city last the week though, Sam was Moscow. So we're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we we're gonna have to maybe talk about tennis then at some point. Okay, yeah, that's why they want us to talk about the great. Russian dominance of tennis. Uh, Urbana, Illinois, Portland, Oregon, San Jose, California, Lindenville, Vermont, Champaign, Illinois, Trumansburg, New York, Corona, California, Ashburn, Virginia, scrolling down Oshkosh, Wisconsin. That's cool. Oshkosh, bagosh. Yeah. <laughs> Palouche, Ukraine, Providence, Rhode Island, Quincy, Massachusetts. Brookline, Massachusetts, Mountain View, California, West New York, New Jersey. That's home of the West New York Giants and the West New York Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on all your social media apps. Go ahead, Thomas. Well, I just wanted to use, I wanted to use this moment to segue into our next but I wanted to first of all give a shout out to San Francisco and their Giants who clinched their playoff berth today. The first team in baseball to do it. The first earliest the San Francisco Giants have clinched a playoff berth in their history. Uh, oh, wow. I'm, I'm a lifelong San Francisco Giants fan. I don't pay a lot of attention to them because <laughs> I pay more attention to the Mariners. But I picked them to finish last or second to last in this division and completely wrote them off. I wanted to just make my apologies known to the city of san francisco and the giants general sorry about that that was my bad congratulations i know nobody wants to root for the giants because we have three more than well i guess not in the last decade no now it's 12 years anyway point being uh congratulations and shout out. yeah um and they're just doing it with the same damn catcher too and shortstop and shortstop the best thing about that is you look at the fan graphs graph of the NL West, and it's like the Dodgers stay at the top. The Giants are like a very consistent ascending slope the entire yep. season, and the Padres are like a pretty consistent declining slope. Like the point of intersection between the Giants and the Padres is very interesting. If I was a San Diego Padres fan right now, I'd be so sad. Fuck yeah. No, yeah. They're one of the most disappointing teams right now. So let's get into that. Okay, I'm going to read right. this. Okay, so playoff races, part two. This is our second week 
focusing just on the MLB playoff races. One week closer to the end of the regular season and both wildcard races remain tight. Or, as Dub on the Ump alum Jesse said in our group text today, how about this AL wildcard race? Thus, Sam confirming that Jesse does not listen to a podcast. Or pay attention to baseball in general. Or pay attention to baseball at all. <laughs> Damn, it. <laughs> Damn it, Jesse, listen to the podcast. Uh, at the moment, the surging Toronto Blue Jays, like we've been talking about, have taken the first wild card spot and are one game ahead of both the Yankees and the Red Sox, with Seattle two games back and Oakland a half game behind them. So Oakland's two and a half out of the second wild card. Meanwhile, in the National League, the Cincinnati Reds, a.k.a. what did you call them last week, Sam? The Goldfish? Or you the keep goldfishing them. You said this last week, that you keep goldfishing the Reds, you keep forgetting that they exist. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. right, 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 yeah. I got gold I have the goldfish brain. Yeah, he keeps goldfishing. Because it's like every time I turn around, I'm like, Cincinnati Reds? Yeah. Well, the, that happened with me and the Cardinals. Right. <laughs> the Reds anyway, are, are we talking about the AL first, or are we talking about... Yeah, like, we'll whatever. do AL and then NL. I, let me... I guess I can give the NL. Right now, Reds have the second wild coach spot. Half a game of San Diego, who is tied with St. Louis. So, how about these wild card races... Thomas, you go first. AL, what's your what you takes? Well, I, th- I know that the Oakland and Seattle play each other a handful of times more throughout, so they're likely to split that. So it probably won't make much of a difference. Right. Um, I don't know who if Boston, how many many more times they play Toronto or New York. We got a four game set with New York. I think we're done with Toronto though. Oakland's got seven right. left. Oakland's got seven left against Seattle. Six. Six? I thought it's seven. No, uh, two. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Seven. Sorry. Toronto and Boston do not play each other again. Well, actually, right. so there you go. so with the seven games, you you guarantee that Seattle and Oakland will take care. One one will have the edge. Oh, we have eight more. Wait, no, never mind. Sorry. We got a lot against Baltimore. That's good. Yeah. yeah but what if they split that four three, Thomas? Like if Seattle goes four and three against Oakland, it's then we've handled then Oakland's behind us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If they're tied I think if right Oakland, now, if Oakland, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So one of us will take, you know, we'll take the other one down. So you only you only have to worry about well, ostensibly. One of those two. You're saying that. I mean, the, Mar- the Oakland could just lose the rest of their games and accept win four of seven against Seattle. You know what I mean? They could lose the rest of their games everywhere else and not make the playoffs and take right. Seattle down with them. Right. Which I'm probably I'm putting money on. Right. Well, and let's talk about the. You gotta believe, Thomas. You gotta believe, man. No, man. Next year. Next year. <laughs> Well, and the Yankees, so here's the thing about the Yankees. Everyone, the mainstream media that loves these dumb New York Yankees, but they've got a point. Their next three opponents are Baltimore, Cleveland, and Texas. So that's a very easy stretch that they've got right now. They could easily, I mean, they could win all of those. 
they could go six and two and or seven and one over that stretch. That's not inconceivable. But then they, they can also end. lose. Right, they could also lose because they suck. And like Texas, true. But then they've got at Boston for three, at Toronto for three, and versus Tampa Bay for three. So those last nine games for the Yankees, that's going to determine everything. Wait, I missed that. The, the yeah, I'm, the wild card race could come down to a three-game series in Boston between the Yankees and Red Sox, which is, you know, objectively exciting uh, late-season baseball. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 I would say that the Red Sox have an easier schedule over the oh, rest of the season. Oh, way easier. We're like only playing Baltimore. You're playing Baltimore. You're playing three with the Yankees, the Mets, who are, might be good, but then Baltimore and the Nationals, who are terrible, and finishing out this three-game set with Seattle, which you should win two out of three if you really want to call yourself a playoff team. Well, the thing about the Red Sox also is that we all have COVID right now, so like potentially we could finish strong if we get like all of, you know, Chris Sale back, for example. So all of us agreed that it, it will probably be like Toronto, Boston or Boston, Toronto. Cause that's the way I think it, it's looking like it's going to shake out. Well, that's what I think, yeah. but you know, unless one of the AL West teams, like sweeps the other AL West team. Yeah, I mean that's that's what you're kind of hoping happens with if you're a fan of one of those. I mean, I, I'm hoping that Yankees don't make it. Right. I don't think they will. I, I'm I'm happy. The, the Yankees are playing like a broke. They played like a broken team all year long. Like they're not a good team. Except for those. They're, they're poorly managed. That, they're poorly true. put together. You yeah. Know. I don't think so. I hear so Oakland is playing Seattle and Houston basically the rest of the season. That's not after either. after after they go, they got a road trip to Kansas City and then to the Angels, mm-hmm. which are both kind of could be trap series for them. I don't know, but then they play Seattle and Houston the rest of the se- the rest of the season. So that doesn't bode well for their success in the sense that Houston's really good and Seattle's competitive. Right. So I, yeah, I mean, it's going to come. I think the the, the wild card is going to come out of teams in the East. I hope it's the Red Sox and the in the Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I was reading a thing, and I didn't know I, it was a Yankees fan Twitter feed, but whatever. They were talking about, and by Yankees fan, I mean like USA Today, ESPN, one of those Twitter feeds, and they were talking about how if the Yankees are lucky they'll get into their final three games set against Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay will be resting all their guys because they'll already have their division by then. And my thought about that was, yeah, but Tampa Bay would really like to just knock the Yankees out if they had the chance to. What do you think about that? I agree with you. Yeah. And I think they would say the same thing, whether they actually do start all their regulars is another question you know what but i mean like they, you know they don't really have regulars that's the other thing about the rays is they kind of rest all their guys all the time yeah they've got it they've got a... <clears throat> they got that what brandon lau right who's leading their team with like 35 home runs or something he's a platoon player like he doesn't start against lefties 
Right. Yeah. Right. And even their pitching, they treat that way also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And, but like, they, they've been the Yankees' daddies all season long. Like, right. The one thing, the Yankees have just gotten owned by the Rangers. Austin? No, the Tampa Bay has owned the oh, Yankees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, just kind of brutally. I think the Yankees have done pretty good against, I don't know, Sam, like, it's pretty close, actually, Yankees and Boston, I feel like. No, but Red Sox have already won the season series. Oh, they have. Okay. Yeah, they won the first nine games straight. Ah, uh, nice. That's good. Yeah, I think that since then they've lost a few, but it's not, you know, it hasn't been, they haven't lost all of them. No, no. The Yankees, I mean, they have the second best record in the American League since the All-Star break. But the Yankees that, do? The Yankees do. The Rays have the best record since the All-Star break. The Yankees have the second best record since the All-Star break. That includes that 13-game winning streak, and that includes their losing eight out of the last 10. So, Where are the Mariners on that list? I don't know. they got to be pretty high, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, the Red Sox probably have the worst record since One the All-Star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, they really peaked, they peaked early. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get COVID. You can't win games with COVID. At least they peaked. Yep. Right. Still in it. Um, Wait, I want to I go. We should go back. Have we gone back and talked about all of our prognostications for the season? Like, what, Well, we should do that at the end of the season. Probably. Yeah, let's wait till the end of the season. I got those saved. Like two weeks, we're going to do, we got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be funny. Some of them are going to be pretty close. Well, I also um, want to, I also want to make note of my, how many times I predicted the Seattle Mariners to be at the high point of their season and it was all going to be downhill from here. Like, I think they were like, I think they were like one game over 500 the last time. <laughs> and now they're 12 games over 500 or something like that. I was like, Someday, yeah, Saturday, I should just get real drunk and make a montage of Thomas's like, <laughs> like depressing predictions about if the Mariners make the series. If the Mariners make the playoffs, you should definitely make that. that <laughs> I don't know how to do Are we going to talk about the National League? Yeah, let's switch to the National League now. Um, Apparently, Cincinnati just tied. Did Cincinnati just win a game? Cincinnati lost to the Pirates. Oops, they're slipping. Lost to the Pirates. So, looking at the standings now, there was a three-way tie for the last wild code spot between the Cardinals, good God, the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Reds. I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. But I got to admit, it would be fucking hilarious if they ended up in the playoffs. Like, yeah. what the fuck? The Cardinals? Just backing in. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, feel like I, I feel like I called them to win that division. Okay. You did, I think. Yeah. No, I did. You guys both picked Milwaukee, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, that was the right pick. Um. So um, well, but also don't don't forget about the fact that Philadelphia and the Mets are both within three games of right the wild card the second wild card spot. Did you guys watch that Mets Yankees game on Sunday Night Baseball? Nah, it was pretty funny. The Mets there was some kind of bench clearing thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Door, yeah, when Door hit a home run, 
and then three home runs. Cool. Yeah, three home runs. Yeah, his second of his his second home run he hit, and he was going around the bases. And when he rounded the third base, he started whistling at the Yankees dugout. And they were explaining it that the Mets were accusing the Yankees dugout of stealing signs and whistling to signal, you know, off-speed pitch, which they were probably doing. So that got the Yankees all mad. And then an inning later, John Carlos Stanton, and I hate the Yankees, but John Carlos Stanton, I swear to God, picked this fucking baseball up off the dirt and launched it 500 feet. It was just like, oh, okay, that's something really only Stanton can do. So he hits just this towering home run. And then uh, Lindor shortstop, right? Yeah. And so uh, uh, Stanton rounds second base and then slows to a walk and just is staring down Lindor as he walks from second to third on his home run trot. And that's when Lindor and Baez start barking at Stanton and Stanton starts barking back and that's when the bench is clear and in like no way was it going to be a fight because Stanton is like if Lindor and Baez stood on each other's shoulders they could fight Stanton right but I was right and Carlos Stanton's a pussy right no everybody yeah definitely (laughs) yeah so the bench is clear but then everybody goes around but then the oh and of course, Brett Gardner is giving everyone the thumbs down because he's a bitch. Um, right, that guy is a bitch. He's such a bitch. But then yeah, they're all bitches. The oh, Brett Gardner is the worst. But he's the, the last thing, the best thing was then when Door gets up again and jacks another home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. Like, that's oh, so cool. I love this so much. And then he did. He flexed after he hit the home run. But then I saw he, that highlight. He didn't do anything. Like at the Yankees dugout or anything. No, I didn't fuck with them. Yeah. It was, it was like a good game. Book. It was a really good game. You know, oh, are you talking about Francisco Lindor, friend of the show? Friend of the show, baby. His baby. Yeah. Friend Fran- Francisco Lindor, father of the baby. That's the friend of the show. Father <laughs> of the friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think any relation is a friend of the show. Uh yeah, no. Yeah, we gotta get Francisco Lindor to come on the podcast. Yep. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap this up. So, any bold predictions for the NL? I mean, like, I haven't been. I, feel I like think the Mets make the playoffs. Really, you think the Mets? Yep. I don't. Why? You but do you think they're gonna come back in the division? Eh, no, I think the Braves will win the division, but I think the Mets will make a wild card. Three games out. I mean, it's like, it's you know. The Reds and the fucking Cardinals, like the Padres, break Padres. Yeah, I'm not yeah, scared. I mean, I, if I'm I, the Mets, I'm not scared. The Mets well, are wait. currently tied with the Cardinals. The Cardinals and the Mets are playing each other right now. It's tied four four in the ninth. The Mets play Philly, which is always plays them tough. They play Boston. They play Milwaukee. And they play Atlanta. They, the only soft series they have is against Miami. Yeah. So I, I'd say they got a tough road, tough sledding. Cincinnati. I think they got it. You, you, yeah, okay. You can I call it if you want. Yeah, that's bold. 
That's a, that's, I think that like the way that the world works is that the Cardinals will probably make the second wild card because, and Adam Wainwright will probably, or no, Adam Wainwright, uh, who's, who's their guy now? Is Wainwright? Adam still Wainwright. Still? Yeah, Adam Wainwright's going to pitch and pitch, win the wild card game and they're going to go deep in the playoffs and it's going to be such a Cardinal thing. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I wish that Cincinnati would go. Right, because there's no justice in the world. There's the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what are the Cardinals right now? Uh, shit. What's the record? I just had it too. They're uh, they're the Cardinals. The the, the seventy four and sixty nine. So the the eighty eighty three and seventy nine Cardinals are going to beat the one hundred win L.A. Dodgers in the one game wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like the sort of shit that like gets Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa gets so erect over that gun. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna drive somewhere in his like drop top Celica and fucking with an open bottle of red wine. Right. <laughs> he yeah. like he's been sober all season, but once oh, he's getting blasted he gets- down there in Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the White Sox don't have a manager for the ALDS against Houston. Oh, that's right. He's still coaching shit. Yeah. No. Tim Anderson, player manager for the ALDS. Well, what's more likely to happen is that the Dodgers will leap over the Giants and the Giants will play the, and lose to the Cardinals. And and the lose to the, if, yeah, that's the way the MLB comic universe works. Probably. But he got two and a half. That's impressive. I got to say, I think that I kind of am rooting against San Diego. Sure. I don't know why. I'm just like, fuck them. I I, want to see them fail. Yeah, they fucked this season up. This was supposed to be their season. I think it would be interesting to see. Let's see what Bryce Harper can do for Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. God, all right. He's had a pretty decent season. I forget one of you guys really thinks Bryce Harper is not a very talented outfielder, but he's. I think both of us do. Yeah, we both hate him, but he's had a low key, really good season. Well, I mean, hating him because he's a douchebag is one thing, but hating him because he's not a good baseball player is another thing. I think he's overrated. You can be overrated and good. That's that's when I die, put that on my gravestone. You can be overrated. Overrated but good. Yeah. Here lies Joel, overrated but good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll give you good reviews, probably. Yeah, but maybe not on this podcast. At least I got <laughs> <laughs> at least I got good Yelp reviews. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh we're gonna do this again. How many weeks we got until the end of the regular season? Two? We got 17 more games for most teams. So it's going to come down to the wire, except I've never seen the wire, so I don't know. Right. Uh, so you don't get that reference. Well, I don't get that reference at all. I, <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, go. Who are we rooting for? Go Seattle. Go Boston. But, go Seattle, not Boston. Right. Not this weekend. Um, we're done. White Sox are done playing both of you. But who does Boston get after Seattle, Sam? Uh, Baltimore, I think. Yeah, and then Thomas, who Seattle got after Boston. We've got Kansas City. We got yeah, yeah Kansas City, and then Oakland and LA for the rest of the season. So that ain't bad. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go the last game of the season and say bye to Kyle Seeger. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Zero, zero, top of the third, Red Sox, Mariners. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. All right, for Sam and Thomas, this has been Joel. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on all your social media applications, including Twitter, tweet at me. Um, it's kind of boring since I've been back at work. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Listen to us on wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And yeah, check it out. It's going to be an exciting season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you all have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Go Ducks!